Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 128, brought to you by the folks at Maxis, uh, Firepower Oils and Chains, and the folks at Namira Pistons as well. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, always interesting to talk to this guy. Always have time for him. And uh, he kind of shocked me with the news lately. Uh, Luke Reslin, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? L. Dozer. Um, yes, sir. FXR Racing, by the way, designed by racers for racers. You wore FXR last year. Are you wearing it this year? Do I know? Yes. Okay, yes, you, you, you I'm, are? I'm still on board with FXR. Yes, Fantastic. Sir. Pulpum X30 is the code to say. Phil Nicoletti, Luke Resland wearing FXR Racing. I mean, what better? What two better uh, ambassadors could you have as a gear company? <laughs> North Northeast Strongman, District 34, born and raised. Right, exactly. So please check them out. And uh, they got a lot more than gear. They're casual wear as well, snowmobile stuff if you're if you're in the mood for that. And Race Tech Suspension as well. Pulp 20 is a code to save with Race Tech. Uh, get the motor and suspension work that uh, a lot of the teams use out there in the pits. A lot of privateers uh, use Race Tech as well. So big sport is the Jerry Robin program this summer down here in the U.S. and uh, and much more. So Pulp 20 gets you a discount from the folks at Race Tech. So, all right, Luke, look, I got to say, you, you went up to Canada last year. You were for the MX-101 Yamaha team. You won some races. You won the Supercross title. Uh, you were very good. I expected – now, obviously, the COVID thing has thrown everybody for a loop, but – uh, just like Phil and all the other American riders, I expected you to go up to Canada, quarantine for 14 days, and uh, jump on the team and, and uh, commit to the series. But uh, no, you uh, you told the team no go. Can you go us through that decision a little bit? Uh, man, it's this is always a tough question for me to answer because, honestly, it wasn't something premeditated. It wasn't a decision that came easy at all for me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like you said, COVID really screwed everything up. And, um, and you know, honestly, Kevin, even before COVID. Kevin Tyler, team hit, owner. Yep. Yeah. You know, he, he got hit hard um, by losing the title sponsor in, uh, I believe it was in January. Um, and yep. then COVID hit him even harder where current sponsors backed their support down a little bit. And, um, you know, after a while, just the deal started looking a little bit more uncertain, you know, as time started going on. Um, so it, it came to a point where, you know, it, it, I definitely wasn't going to get any, any kind of bonus money, no matter how well I did. Um, and with the point I'm at in my career being 25 years old, um, you know, I want to take advantage of every good situation I have. And, and that just started looking like a little bit, more of like a uh like 2020 i didn't really know where 2020 was going to get me at that point you know like like if i'm up there winning a championship i want to be doing it for a certain amount of money that's just kind of the point of the career i'm at so uh you know it was a hard decision but i had to be a little bit selfish and uh and move past it you know kevin took it surprisingly well um at least to me he did he he's he's a nice guy he's a Mm stand-up guy and uh he kind of did a good job understanding it from my point of view, and um, I had to move past it. And, and yep. now I'm on to the, uh, the next chapter for 2020. No, it's interesting because I thought Kevin Tyler put out a hit on you um, from my understanding. So, no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, I mean, if you, break, if you break your decision down into a percent pie, L. Dozer, is financial 90% of it? Um. No, no, financial isn't 90% of it. It's just, 
you know, when I go from being able to make like, like the most money I've ever made in my career to not making anything, I just, I felt like that was, that was too much of a, mm-hmm. a, a jump, you know, that right. was too, too much of a switch up for me. But, uh, no, I mean, if there was, if there was anything on the table, I mean, I would have, I would have been up there. Yeah, no, I meant that the, the ability to make no money was the big reason why you you're not there. Oh, oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes, that was that yeah. was definitely definitely like, the main factor. Nothing about the series, the team, the bike, you know, nothing like that, really. Like, no, yeah, no, no. Honestly, everything, everything as far as that was going, um, it looked like everything was going really well. You know, the whole winter, I had the best winter of training I've ever had. Um, we had new settings logged into the bike mm-hmm. um and the bike was feeling better than we had it last year uh i was gelling with the team you know we had uh kale the mechanic from the team down here in florida all winter so yep. uh everything as far as the team the series the preparation everything was going spot on until uh you know just basically yep. until it started to be crunch time and, and things started to fall apart Right. Yeah, it's it's tough, especially for people who don't know you ride the MX2 class up there and the purse money. It's not great in 450s, but it is really bad in uh, MX2 up in Canada. It is uh, it needs to be fixed. I've said that over and over and over. I don't know why. It, it used to be a regional class, so that's how they could justify not paying the same amount. But now it is a national class, and they st- continue to pay, I don't know, half? Is it is it worse than half? I don't even know. But You know what? It... it uh... They, they made a big jump for it this year, you know, before COVID it mm. was, it was going to be a thousand bucks for a oh, was? win. Oh, okay. So uh, right. it was looking to be good, but you know, after COVID, um, they ended up cutting it to right now they're doing a thousand bucks for an overall, which yeah. I mean, for three motos though, it, it's, it's kind of tough. It's what yeah. is that? Three, no, that's like sure. 300 bucks a moto if you're going to win. Um, Do- and then convert that to American, you're really getting a couple right. of pennies. Did did you enjoy the time up there last year? Did you did you have did you enjoy this your experience? I I really did. It was it was cool, you know, like like after a while of doing the American stuff, you kind of travel to the same places, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what's on the schedule and and where you look forward to, but um I I enjoyed getting that new fresh experience, you know, uh we we spent a couple weeks over uh on the West coast while the season, while the series went out that mm-hmm. way. So, uh, we spent some time in BC. Um, Calgary was cool. Um, really, really the, the whole series was, was nice and it was well ran. Um, I enjoyed my time with the team. Um, yeah, no, it, it was definitely a positive experience for me uh, as a whole. Do you think you burnt the bridge to go back in 2021 or would you want to go back in 2021 if everything's normal? <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I really, I really don't know, uh, where I stand as far as how, how burnt that bridge is. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I don't, I don't ever want to say that I, I don't want to go back. I yeah. Mean, okay. It's, it's, it's been positive for me for sure. And, right. um, if the right opportunity is there, I would, I would like to make it happen again. Um, I, I guess only time will tell. Sure. So the plan is privateer life on a Husqvarna 450 class for you. Um, I guess let's. Uh, uh, you haven't done the U.S. Nationals for a couple of years here. Let's. Um, you were on the Traders team, of course, that did Supercross only and club or whatever, whatever that club thing was. Um, uh, why four fifties and why Husqvarna? Um, so first off, why four fifty? It's just simply because it's the uh, with the time crunch that I'm in. You know, I only made the decision not to go to Canada 
I mean, I think it was within a month from the point we're at right now. So, uh, you know, I only had, you know, maybe a month to put together a full race program. So Mm -hmm. I knew that a 450 would be the easiest way to, uh, you know, get a stock bike and slap a couple parts on it and, and it'll be ready to go racing from there, you know? Right. Yep. Um, and as far as the Husqvarna goes, um, I, I had quite a bit of time on the Yamaha 450 over the winter and, uh, you know, nothing was wrong with it for sure. I mean, I've loved Yamahas. I've been Mm -hmm. on them for 12 years straight now. Um, oh wow, it's been that long, huh? Jeez, I didn't yeah, realize. Yeah, yes, <laughs> since mini bikes, I haven't right. been off a of Yamaha. So uh, I got a chance to ride a buddy's Husqvarna, and um, I really felt comfortable on it right away. It, I, I really liked the the way the power was super mellow, like super linear mm-hmm. power band, and um, and then I just kind of got to talking to uh, you know a couple friends you know, and friends of friends. And, uh, I was able to line up a deal through uh, solid performance in, uh, Pennsylvania where I was able to get a hold of some WP factory oh, suspension. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that was kind of the, the, the turning point for me when, when I heard that I can get my hands on some good suspension, mm-hmm. I, I figured, uh, you know, it was a good time to, hit the switch and and be able to experience what that stuff is like and, yeah. and see how it goes. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be that'll be good. So a van, literally van life? Van and trailer, man. Really? It's, it's nice. going to be yeah, we're going to be uh really hitting it with the switch up this year. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Reslin not not going to know where, to, where you're going to be like, "Okay, so where's the bathroom and where's the riders lounge? Is there where's the riders lounge in here?" Um, yeah, I, I'm really going to be getting acquainted with the porta potties this year, I guess. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, well, that'll be. I mean, that'll be interesting. Are you going to go to Washougal for round two? Is that still the plan? Yep, that's the plan right yeah, now. Jeez, so okay. I, I wasn't super excited when I saw the the schedule nope. got released and Washougal was in there. You know, you hit East Coast straight to Washougal, then straight back to East Coast. Yeah, kind of, kind of a hard one to do, but um, you know, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to dive right into it. I don't want to go in half-ass, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to get the van out there and, and make it happen. We've seen you you podium Supercrosses before. You're, you're top guy in Canadian Nationals. You've run top 10 in American Nationals. How do you feel right now about your speed and your prep and everything else? Like, How do you feel? I feel good. You know, the, the only thing that's unknown is, um, you know, right now I only have, I think, about eight hours on the Husqvarna, so... Um, I'm still learning the bike a little bit mm-hmm. and still kind of piecing that part of the puzzle together. Um, so really like, you know, I haven't ridden a super hard pack track with it yet, so I don't really know exactly what it's going to do. Say when we get to Washougal, I don't know how the bike's going to feel before I, I get on the track, you know, right? Um, where with the Yamaha, I just, it was just second nature. I knew exactly what the thing would do and on whatever condition listen reslin i'm Um, a a blue crew guy and they're fantastic they're just fantastic bikes they they are man i can't say anything bad about them honestly (laughs) they and and compared to the husky i must say that they are a lot faster for sure yeah but But, uh, in a 30 minute moto maybe that wears you out a little bit like you said linear right yeah definitely definitely i i I think you know there's pros and cons to both Mm -hmm. um i'm not gonna say that the husky is better i'm gonna say it does a lot of things better but mm-hmm. i'm also going to say that the yamaha does does certain things you know yep. better as well so um 
yeah, but that's the only unknown for me is just kind of knowing how the Husky's going to react to each different track. But, um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of time riding under my belt for 2020, probably, probably the most amount of preseason time I've ever spent on a bike. Okay. Um, and especially with motocross, you know, since I, I've been riding moto to prepare for Canada for the last, uh, it's been seven months now. So, um, you know, I think, uh, it's it's the most amount of motos I've ever done preseason for sure. Oh, that's good. That that that'll be a, a good thing for you. For uh, I want to thank the thanks folks at Firepower. With over fifty years of experience in the industry, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your bike. They offer chains made in Japan, Featherlight lithium batteries, and oil to stand the test of any power sports vehicle. The new Firepower motor oil was built from the ground up by a leading OEM manufacturer and is the highest quality. They offer standard mineral oil, mineral oil all the way to ester fortified full synthetic racing oil blended. In the U.S. of A. Firepowerparts.com, the little information for that. I want to thank the folks at Maxxis Tires as well. MXSTs used by Alex Ray this summer out there at the Nationals. Developed by Jeremy McGrath and the folks at Namira as well. Namira.com, forging champions one piston at a time from two wheels to four. From weekend warriors to winter X Games, guys like Darren Meese and guys like A-Ray. Namira's advanced piston tech has increased engine performance and reliability without increasing your budget. If you need pistons or oil or batteries or tires... You're on this podcast, Rensland. I can help you out. So you just let hey, me know. Hey, hey, I don't have a piston guy. I, I, I don't have a piston guy, you know. Oh, well, then we can put you together, you folks in the mirror. Yeah, we can make it work. We can make it happen. <laughs> um, are you going to stay on the road the whole time? What's the plan for that? So, um, you know, I, I'm not the most organized person, which <laughs> which it, it, it becomes a little difficult when I'm in a situation like this. But uh, at the moment, it looks like after Washougal, it, the best choice would to be um, stay somewhere in the Midwest, which I, I have a bunch of friends out there. Actually, uh, like my main sponsor that that's helping me out get bikes and things is from Indiana. So uh, maybe the best option is just stay out there since, you know, those middle four rounds or five rounds are, are you know, decently local right, right there. Oh, OK. So that'll be that'll be. Well, so where are you going to ride? Where would you find places to ride? Well, I, I'm, you know what, Steve, you're hitting me with the hard questions here, okay. man. All right, you all back, right, you all right. Back down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, it seems like there's a decent amount of spots in that, you know, Central America yeah, yeah. area. So uh, Central I mean, America. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be a full blown privateer effort, though, man. We're going to be on the road. We're going to be looking for places to ride. I like it. Um, you know, we might be washing bikes in a hotel parking lot certain right, nights. Right, Cooking um, raviolis like in a hubcap. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. So um, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a tough year for sure. It's going to be a lot of effort. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to, um, you know, the new experience of making it all happen on my own. And, yeah. um, and I, I think it should be pretty rewarding, you know. If, if I'm able to make some some good things happen on the track. No, it'll be totally rewarding, man, to go out there and battle some guys and get some starts, run top 10 hopefully at times and things like that. Like we just did a 450 motocross preview, myself and Wygan and JT, and uh, I mean it's stacked, of course, as usual. Man, it's, it's stacked, isn't it? It is. It's, it's going to yeah. be gnarly. When you look at guys like, like Tick, you're like, ah, oh, Tick should be like 10 to 12. You're like, holy shit. Like, you know, yeah, Black yeah. Tickle should be around 10 to 12. Um, yeah. But you know what? Yeah, it'll be really rewarding for you, for sure. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've, I've always, you know, since I turned pro, 
I've kind of had it, you know, pretty easy. You know, I've never been on that A-level team, but, you know, cycle trader for two years and then mm-hmm. um, with traders for two years. So, you know, the bikes, the parts, uh, the flights, the hotels, everything's always kind of been out of my hands. And uh, it was just my job to show up and, and do my thing on the race days. So um, it, it'll, it'll be cool. And it's it's already been, you know, like a a learning experience the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, sending emails, getting phone calls done, trying to get parts, trying to get everything lined up with the van, you know, getting tires yeah. on the trailer, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting sponsors lined up so I can get graphics ready and, uh, and doing it all within a couple of weeks. So we're ready for Loretta's round one. Um, it's been a hell of a learning experience already. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I mean, if nothing else, it's, it's definitely, uh, going to make me a little bit more organized like i said that's not my strong suit so uh so i i, I should be growing in in some ways at least <laughs> you hope let's hope i, I hope um yeah. absolutely fxr racing race tech suspension privateer item life podcast with luke resland um i guess who's who's helping you you mentioned your one of your major guys helping you Mid- midwest guy who's that yeah, it's it's just a local company actually, and they they do hearing aids. Um, okay. So it's called Accurate Hearing Care, um, and they're right around the uh, the Ironman area. So um, I met this guy through Facebook randomly in in okay. twenty seven in twenty seventeen when uh, I did my first GNCC at Unadilla, uh-huh. and he messaged me asking if I wanted to ride his one twenty five that year at the, uh, Ironman GNCC. Okay. So I, I, yeah, I went out there, I, I rode his bike, I trashed it for three hours and <laughs> we became the best of friends. Fantastic. So, uh, fantastic. It, it really worked out well for me there. So, yeah. um, yeah, he, uh, he stepped up when I, when I needed a hand getting bikes and, um, yeah, so, uh, it's pretty cool that, you know, most of the races are in the Midwest there. Mm-hmm. So, um, should be cool. He'll be able to get to a bunch of the rounds and uh, and be able to check it out as a sponsor. One of the drawbacks for you not going up to Canada this year is uh, my buddy hot dog vendor, Kevin Tyler. Uh, I will, Pulpamex will be a title sponsor for one round this year. Very exciting times. Really? Yes, very exciting. Oh, yes. wow. That, that's that's pretty cool. You guys are getting the efforts together. Maybe if he had known that beforehand, he could have kept Luke Resland on the team. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, no, that's awesome. That's really cool. So this guy's just a random fan with a company, a hearing aid company, and, he, and he's going to support you. That's cool. That's that's awesome. Um, if you look to contingency as far as Husqvarna goes and what you need to do to, to, to collect on that, uh that's that's on my list of things to do okay Um, i i don't know much about the husqvarna contingency but i will be signing up for that for sure because i need every penny i can get who will be your mechanic um well that's a good question too okay all right um you want you want to hop in for a couple rounds Mm. dude (laughs) nationals are so much work no yeah no they are they are hard to do yeah i have my buddy actually uh back in new york uh, Mike Stryker. I'm not sure if you if you know him. He was on the TPJ team for a few years. No, that's a cool name though, Mike Stryker. That's a good. It that's, is. A, that's a great name. Cool. Yeah. So um, he's been helping me put the program together a bit. I'm actually borrowing his trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, he 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 works every day back home as a uh, air conditioning guy with uh, Carrier. But uh, he might be flying to a couple rounds to help me out. Um, so I'm kind of depending on him a little bit. Right. And I did put out an Instagram post about 
wanting some help Frenching, and I got a couple of people in touch with me as well there. So, uh, huh? you know, we, we got a couple interview positions going on at Dreamland this week. Oh, okay. We'll see what we can come up with. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, we're still trying to piece that part of the puzzle together as well. Maybe people who hear this, if they're into it, if they're guys that aren't working on race teams or, or have some experience, they can hit you up as well uh, after yeah, this, yeah. listening to this podcast. So, Absolutely. Um, well, that'll be interesting. That'll be an exciting time for you. Um, what's your expectations? What do you th- want to do? What do you think you can do out there? Man, I mean, I know it's stacked like we just talked. Yep. You know, we, we got about 15 solid-as-a-rock guys on the line. You know, there's no question about it. Um, but I would, you know, I would like to be putting the bike in the top 10. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's that was kind of always my goal outdoors in the 250 class. You know, no matter how, how many guys were, how many factory guys were lining up, that was always my goal there. And, um, you know, that I, that's pretty much my goal again, to put the bike in the top 10 whenever possible. And, uh, I'm gonna to try to get some good starts this year too, Steve. Oh, that'd you be know, that'd uh, be great. Yeah, that'd be that'd be help, very helpful. It's never my forte, but <laughs> I think it's a good time to learn how to start now, knowing that Washougal is on the schedule and that roost up Horsepower Hill is like uh, not. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right to do that. Let's figure that out. It's uh, so, you know, you need some horsepower for sure. Stalker won't do it. So I know a lot of privateers like to leave their four fifty stock, but you need some horsepower in that thing to to get it done. So. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to juice it up the best we can. Okay. And, All um, right. and well, we're just going to twist that throttle as, as far as those cables will go. I saw on Instagram that you thanked Skip Norfolk, your old team manager for the traders guys and all that. What's he, what's he doing for you? Uh, he's been helping me just get in contact with certain people. Ah, good, um, good. You know, certain yeah. companies that, uh, that I didn't have contacts with, he was able to reach out. So cool. he, uh, he got me hooked up with Hinson. Um, he helped me get in there with Renthal a little bit and, um, just just little things like that helping me get get my foot in the door with certain yeah, sponsors good um it helps a little bit when you got you know the seven time winning wrench on your side yes well he wasn't there for all seven Reslin, but well, just fyi he, he, was, he was around he was around you know and, and he was there for the most dominant he, years. he was sure. yes absolutely he's coming and hosted the pulp mech show a few times with us and he's fantastic on that for sure skip norfolk is a good dude um yeah yeah i love that guy love that guy we we spent a ton of time together when i was on the traders team and that guy has some stories like like you've never heard before so love that guy yeah absolutely hey one of the things i want to talk to you about was i kind of heard your name bandied about for the pro circuit ride uh, mitch payton was looking to fill in there uh, he's got some injuries and mitchell harrison and sanai have gotten it uh lopes tried out a few guys did it how far along did you get with that well i was in california mm-hmm. um I sat down with the man in charge about, I think I talked to him like four times, honestly. Uh-huh. Um, I was, I was riding that guy's ass like a diaper. Honestly. Yes. You need it to was, do that. That is how you do it. Yep. I was in there and with COVID and everything, it makes it harder. You know, you can't just walk in there anymore and, and see a receptionist in the showroom. Like it, it's only the walk door in the uh, shop that's open. So yeah. you got to walk in there. You got to catch it at the right time. So, uh, yeah, I was out there. I spent probably, I think I spent like five days in California. Um, I got a hold of them the first day I was out there. Which oh, was that's like a, that's a, that's rare. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, I camped out in his parking lot. Yep. That's like, how you have to do it. Yeah. Um, so I got a hold of him on Friday. He told me to come back Monday. Um, so I came back on Monday and uh, 
you know, I guess at that point they had the test ride set up with uh, with Harrison and Sanaye. And they're like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're good. We're good now. You know, like, I don't need you to come to the track anymore. So I got a little pissed off that I waited around all weekend for nothing. So that's when I borrowed my buddy's Husky, actually, and uh, showed up at Glen Helen next day on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, I was out there just chasing those guys around the track while they were testing the bike. Really? Honestly. Really? I, was, I like I that. Was just, I was doing what I had to do, honestly. And, uh you know, I was riding well and uh, everything was good. So later on that evening, I actually uh, I went back to Pro Circuit again. I saw Mitch again, and uh, I was like, "Man, like, did you see me out there today? Like, I, I was that guy on right. the husky with the mismatching gear. I had to borrow pants because I forgot pants. I was like, did you see me out there? Like, like, is there any way I can get myself on that bike now? Yeah. And he was like, ah. You know, at this point, you know, I'm just I'm 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 done wasting time, you know, letting people ride my bike as a test ride. You know, I need to move on and and start planning more for the nationals. So so the tryouts are done now. Oh. So I, I think I just got out there maybe a little too late. I think if I got out there a couple of days earlier. Right. Um, um he'll remember that though. He will. It's uh I know him pretty well and what you did was what a lot of guys uh do to get on yeah and normally it works um so yeah i'm surprised he with you going there twice and then chasing his guys down i'm surprised he didn't say all right give you a shot but you know the monster thing in Sinai, that's a that's a little bit of a tie in there and yeah. i know he had a test ride with a guy that went terribly and he was pissed yep. um so maybe that was it too you know yeah. uh and, and, you know, I, I have nothing wrong with them, you know, picking Mitchell. Uh, I've been friends with uh, Harrison for a long time, and, and that kid's got some stats, outdoors especially. Yeah, know, he's got like, on the podium. It was, it was a mutter, but he got on the podium, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, like nothing wrong with that choice there. Like I, I, I don't have any hard feelings against Mitch or anything. Like I, I was only a little bit mad that Monday Right. Because just because he told me like to wait around all weekend and I was I was staying on somebody's couch. And yeah, like, yeah. like I could have just flown home and and gotten just as much done, you know. Yeah. Um, you live. But your no, it, it, yeah. Was, it was a good experience for sure. And uh, like you said, I'm, I'm sure he'll remember that. No, he will. If something happens this summer, say you're, you're doing a good job in a 450 class and something happens this summer. It, trust me, it's all just kind of in the bank, right? You've, you've made some deposits in the bank of Mitch Payton and, and getting in his That's face right. and all of that kind of stuff. And, and you know what? It could lead to nothing, absolutely nothing. But if it does lead to something, it'll, one of the reasons why is because you did all that, what you just said. So Definitely. Um, Definitely. But, yeah, I, you know, you'd like to get a shot, right? Like, hey, just give me a day. Give me a day. But, you know, yeah, that shit happens, I guess, right? Yeah, that, that, was, that was the goal of the trip, just get, get to swing my leg over that bike and uh, – and be able to give it hell, you know, like, I, obviously the guy doesn't owe me anything. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't even owe me the meetings that, that he, he allowed me to have with him sitting down in his office. So I wonder if Skip uh, could have helped or did you try to, did you already try that? Um, I think Skip was, you know, was as it, far yeah. as I knew, Skip was reaching out to him. Okay. But, right. Um, you know, I, I don't think Mitch is the, the strongest on, on phone calls. He's oh, a busy no, guy. no. I had one guy, uh, that was trying to get in that ride and he's like, I can't get a hold of Mitch. I keep calling him. I keep. I'm like, you have to go there. You'll never get a hold of him. He's never going to pick the phone up for you. You have to go there. 
And I, honestly, honestly, it was like my, when, when I was there in the parking lot the first day, um, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but there were other riders there in the parking lot camping out while I was sitting there. <laughs> I, it was like it was like we were at the deli counter in the grocery store. Just pick a number and just wait for Mitch to call your number and get in and talk to him. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But literally, that's how Gossler got his ride. Sorby, these guys, that's it's happened, you know. So, um, yeah. Um, Luke Reslin on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast. He will be an FXR Racing rider this summer in the 450 class. What number are you going to be? I'm going to be 443. That was your amateur number? Uh, no, I, I mm. went for 343. Which oh, that was, was it. Okay, yeah. You know, for, right. Yeah, that was the number that, I, that I've had, and um, they didn't have it available. So um, the, the next 43 option, I wanted to stick with that. So um, yeah. the next option was 443. So okay. we went with that. I like it. Uh, I like it. Um, it'll be interesting to see you do it this summer. And uh, hopefully you have fun the whole time. Um, you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of hard work. It's going to be some struggles. But you got to embrace it and, and have fun and, and all of that stuff. So um, what's your thoughts on the first race being at Loretta's? Man, I th- there's mixed emotions there, you know, because uh, – I, I had a lot of good years at Loretta's, you know, my last three times going there. Um, I won three championships and had three other classes that I got podium overalls in. So like, as far as being an amateur there, I, I, I really started dialing that place in at the end of my career. But, uh, but housing 40 fast 450 dudes on it at yeah. one single gate drop. Yeah. I, I really don't know how it's going to go. It's it's going to be um, it's, there's going to be a lot of hot shoes on that track for for the amount of uh, they, you know, they, acreage that we got. They have to make some changes, right, Reslin? They have to. I think so. Yeah. I'm. I would expect after the amateurs are done, they're going to have to, you know, use that field in area three there to mm-hmm. make a different section, add in some track because. Uh, you know, even the amateurs are getting down to, I think, like a 150 lap time. Um, so they're, I think they're going to have to add something in to make it a little longer. Right. And, uh, you know, give us a place to let the ponies gallop a little bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you um, – I've asked a few riders about this, and they say it won't be a problem. They say it's no issue. What's your thoughts on racing on a Friday and a Monday at Redbud, like with a couple days in between? We all know how gnarly nationals are. Uh, hi, what are you thinking about that? Um, I, I kind of like the idea. I, I, I think two days will be enough to, for your hands and butt to, to, you know, heal enough to get back on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, as far as my program goes in the van with the trailer, I mean, that makes things it's a lot perfect, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I, I can't ask for much more, so I'm not going to complain about it. Um, but red bud does tend to be one that gets pretty rough and, and demanding. So, uh, Depending on the heat, you know, when when we get there, it, it could be a could be a tough few days for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how it's going to be that time of year. Should be should be fun though. I think. Uh, yeah, a lot of guys I talk to are like, "Hey, a couple days. It's you know, if they race on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday, they're back doing motos again. So that the recovery time that way wouldn't be so bad." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think it'll be okay. You know, like. I know race intensity is different and race tracks are, are different than the practice track. But, uh, you know, I, I think all of us are fit enough that we're at home doing, you know, a couple thirties a day 
you know, multiple times a week. So, uh, I mean, I think we should all be able to kind of sack up and make it happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't right. see why not. Uh, firepowerparts.com, maxis.com, namira.com, also on board with this show as well. Uh, did you watch the first round from Gopher? I I only watched the highlights. I, okay. I didn't. I don't have the uh, the package or anything. Um, so I was keeping in tune with it um, on all sorts of social media platforms, but mm-hmm. I, I did not watch you know all six 30 minute motos. Okay. Yeah. Pettis, uh, Pettis, and Welton were class of the MX2 class. I imagine you would have been right in that mix. I would think. And then yep. Dylan Wright, dude. Dylan Wright sweeps it. He was good. He was he was right on this weekend, you know. Um, but he he did dominate that place that place last year too. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think he won by that much of a margin last year, but he crashed in both motos, and you know, like he gave the lead up and came back and just and yeah. dominated the ball. So uh, he's got that place wired for sure. You know, it, yeah. it, it definitely helps that the team is there and he gets to ride out of the garage and onto that track. Yeah. I was uh, wondering about that. How much of an advantage that is. It's gotta be something. I, I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's if nothing else, it's a little bit of a confidence boost knowing that you have more time on that track than anyone else. So, yeah. uh, yeah, no, he was, he was really good, but, um, you know, I, I think Phil is going to be, Phil is going to be solid with two Walton rounds. If, if I had to guess, I think right. Walton is going to be Phil's place to. Uh, so you're to you're leaning a little bit towards Wright's Dylan's dominance was a little bit of a gopher induced thing, a sand gopher. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Like, I mean, he dominated me last year on pretty much any surface. So <laughs> I, I don't want to say it's it's all gopher. No, no, I'm not saying it's all gopher, but a little bit of I, it. Yeah. I think Phil. I think Phil is going to be able to step up to that level more when they get away from gopher right. um, if if i had to guess i think uh i think they're going to battle a lot for sure but um i think it's i think phil is going to be uh he's going to be able to dominate a little bit like that once you get to walton well i texted with phil he's angry so that that part's fine he's all right uh, well, well so he's he's just spot on just yeah normal, normal yeah he's just, just normal exactly so uh all right luke well hey man thanks for doing this i appreciate the fxr racing race tech suspension privateer island life uh, before we go, I'd be remiss to ask you how the karaoke night's been going. How, how's that? Is, uh, there's been Steve, Steve, Steve. I mean, there has been no time. Nothing. Been no time for karaoke lately. I for, for Randy. I have, what is it, Randy? Randy Saltine. Randy Saltine just has not been around. Randy Saltine has not been able to put his his dancing shoes on and and get groovy behind the mic lately. Right. Uh, right. Wow. You know, may, maybe sometime on the road. Mm-hmm. I know there's going to be a. Uh, a weekend off between the two Red Buds and Millville. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe that weekend Randy will have to uh, slip out of the van and, and go hit a karaoke night somewhere. Wow. But uh, just lately he's been he's been getting cold for sure. God, I might start picking you in Pulp Mech's Fantasy uh, because I hear, you know, Randy Saltine appearances, which means you've been digging, you've been grinding, you know? So, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's been a grind for sure. And, uh, and I've I've been using all my time in, in the day to uh, ride, train, and uh, get all these bikes and everything together. Right, so, right. Uh, you know, it's been nothing short of everything I've I've, I've got to give. So, so we're going to be giving a hell out there. Halfway through the series, when you're stuck in uh, Idaho or, or, or Minnesota somewhere, and you're riding some burnt out, beat down, not watered practice track, you know, trying to get your laps in or trying to do some testing. I'm going to text you and be like, uh, how's Dreamland? 
looking right about now. <laughs> How do you think Dreamlabs looking right about now? Uh, you're yeah. just, and you're just going to be like, F my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there, there's definitely going to be more of those days than not, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm well prepared for it, but, um, yeah. but hey, Dreamland will be here when the series is done, and uh, we'll get to enjoy it this winter, you know, but for now, it's time to go to work. Poor hot dog vendor, once again. I know, I know. I, uh, I really do love that guy. I, want to I know, say that I know. But I love that guy like like a stepdad. But you, like you know the joke about other teams poaching his guys, and uh, uh, I know. you know, I, I know. I, I, we've always been saying that. And so this year he doesn't get poached. It's just the the no, pandemic. He, he, got, he got poached by Privateer Island. By the even by, worse. By, by the pandemic, the pandemic poached him. <laughs> COVID uh, got this guy, man. If it's not GDR or KTM, it's COVID. Something oh, always to, to hot to our buddy hot dog vendor. Poor guy. No, I, I really do feel bad. And that was, you know, everything else in the decision kind of made sense. But yep, yep. screwing Kevin over doesn't ever feel right. <laughs> I, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I I think, like you said, he understands it. He gets it and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, but yeah, poor, poor hot dog vendor. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, Luke. I appreciate it. Good luck this summer. You're one of the guys I cheer for. I really enjoy uh, talking to you, your personality. I hope you do well. And, um, you know, hopefully I'll see you back in the back 40 uh, uh, at some point in the Nationals. Of course, we'll be, I'll be masked up, and I'll just be able to wave hi. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just keep your distance, yes. wave, and uh, maybe give me a phone call every now and then to see how I'm doing. Uh, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Sounds good. Thanks, Luke. Talk to you, man. All right, man. Talk to you later, Steve. See you.